Hello and welcome to the second Bottom Line Business Special on Amplitude 2019. I'm John Purcell. Amplitude is a conference taking place in Kilkenny on November 6th. It's all about disruptive technology. Essentially, there's there's a transformation going on in agriculture at the moment, and it's a digital transformation. And essentially, you have topics like precision agriculture, precision livestock farming, where uh, these businesses are trying to use data and use technology in order to allow them to make better decisions. We look at, I suppose, different technologies, even with regards not only the wearable side and how we monitor their health statistics, but also from the gait and movement monitoring of a person and, and how we can look at various different technologies that can monitor them and, and improve them over time and, and kind of provide solutions. Or from an industry point of view, if they want to engage with, with the research centre, they come through the technology gateway. So I suppose I'm the point of contact, the main point of contact for industry into the research centre. This is the second year of Amplitude, a conference which is led by the Technology Transfer Offices and Research Centres from Waterford Institute of Technology and the Institute of Technology in Carlow. This year, Amplitude is supported by Purdy Lucy and Kilkenny County Council. Amplitude 2019 offers a unique opportunity for companies, whether multinationals or SMEs, to understand the complex world of collaborating with research and accessing large funding pots. Amplitude this year will focus on four industries, precision agri, future health, smart energy and manufacturing, engineering and design. The conference boasts a truly impressive list of speakers, including experts from UPMC International, Smart Agri Hubs Ireland, as well as Horizon 2020. Lots of different companies and organisations, including VHI, Sustainable Energy Authority of Ireland, Science Foundation Ireland and the National Development Research Centre. Also involved are Enterprise Ireland, IDA, Knowledge Transfer Ireland and the Department of Health. They'll all be there sharing their experience and insights. The conference is seeking to enable participants to understand how relatively easy it is to collaborate with an IT partner in the areas of research, innovation support and the sourcing of funding streams. In today's podcast, we're focusing on two key sessions at the conference, Precision Agriculture and Future Health. In this episode, I spoke to three people who all have a very special interest in the themes and industries featured in Amplitude 2019 and whose working lives revolve around entrepreneurship, innovation, helping new ideas to grow into viable businesses and all that good stuff. I spoke to Dr. Niall O'Reilly, who's the Enterprise Ireland Gateway Manager for the Pharmaceutical and Molecular Biotechnology Research Centre in WIT. Dr. Stephen Davey, who is Research Unit Manager in TSSG in WIT and heavily involved in agri-tech research. And Francis Cleary, who's the Unit Manager for the Mobile Ecosystem and Pervasive Sensing Unit. I started our conversation by asking Niall to tell me a bit about his role. So I'm the manager of the Pharmaceutical and Molecular Biotechnology Research Centre based in the Cork Road, uh, on the Cork Road campus of WIT. Uh, so we're one of 15 Enterprise Ireland Technology Gateways um, and we're engaged quite heavily with industry. So our, our research centre is based on pharmaceutical science, uh, life sciences, biology and so on. Um, but we also engage with a wide range of industries outside of the pharmaceutical area as well. Yeah, Stephen, quick update on yourself. Yeah, my name is Stephen Davey. Um, I'm a research unit manager uh, here in TSSG and I'm managing the programmable and autonomous systems unit. 
Um, we're also part of the, the TSSG Gateway, which is a gateway um, initiative to engage with companies around ICT and different kinds of technologies here in Waterford. Yeah, Francis, um, Francis Cleary, you're a MEPS unit manager. Yes, we're, I'm a research unit manager in TSSG for the Mobile Ecosystems and Pervasive Sensing Research Unit. So our kind of core focus area of research is across the health sector in particular. Um, and we look at kind of pervasive sensing technologies, body sensor networks, um, we also have a group that's focused on virtual reality, augmented reality, and another core group that f- looks into the kind of the bio nanomolecular communications um, yeah. research activities. So just talking, we're talking about precision agri and future health. Mm. My kind of idiot's guide of all these things, I think of uh, pharma and I think of tablets and then I think of, um, you know, agriculture and I think of sheds and mm. uh, plows. It's all gone so much beyond uh, that. Talk to me about future agri. Stephen. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Just, uh, let's start off with the broad brush strokes first. Yeah, so essentially there's there's a, a transformation going on in agriculture at the moment and it's a digital transformation. And essentially you have topics like precision agriculture, precision livestock farming, where uh, these businesses are trying to use data and use technology in order to allow them to make better decisions. So better operations decisions about, you know, um, when to milk their cows, cows, you know, when to cut their, their grass, how many times a year they can get uh, grass cut. Um, and they're using data that, that you can get from different types of technologies to improve their decision making. And really what the TSSG does is it brings these technologies and these ideas to help solve problems that farmers are, are bringing to us in the agri-space. And Niall, um, from your point of view, completely different, cows in a field and mm-hmm. human beings in, in a hospital, but mm-hmm. the use of data and technology is kind of common to both, I think, is it? It's becoming more common now, and, and um, there's a lot of work on personalised medicine, trying to, to look at genetic markers for disease and trying to tailor the medicine to the patient. So there's a lot of, of work there in data processing in terms of getting data from the patient and trying to use that data then to try and uh, select the appropriate medicine or appropriate in- intervention for that particular patient. So rather than a scattergun approach where you, you put the leading drug, um, you, you prescribe the leading drug into the patient and hope that it works, I think it's a lot more targeted now at trying to, to understand the, the disease itself and the particular type of disease that the patient has and try to, uh, uh, to treat that directly then. And uh, Francis, you were talking about wearable technology and yeah. all that kind of stuff. I mean, to me, that's my Fitbit, but I mean, that's the, that's the entry level, I presume. Very sophisticated yes. area. Yeah, there's a lot of, um, I suppose, ongoing research and, and products in this area even. And um, I suppose just with regards to the agri- agricultural sector, um, there's a lot of cross-cutting kind of areas between health and agriculture and the health of the farmer in particular. Um, they have a lot of kind of issues around kind of lung infections, noise, um, kind of um, noise pollution, manual handling. A lot of farmers these days, more than 50% of them suffer from chronic back pain. So wow. um, we look at, I suppose, different technologies, even regards not only the wearable side and how we monitor their health statistics but also from I suppose the gait and movement monitoring of a person and and how we can look at various different technologies that can monitor them and and improve them over time and and kind of provide solutions um, to to aid them. Yeah yeah. now um, the whole Amplitude conference is about disruptive innovation you guys mentioned gateways can you talk to us a bit about your role as a gateway an Enterprise Ireland um, gateway? Sure, so in the PMBRC, which is our research centre, um, 
we, we have a research centre where we have a lot of fundamental research taking place. Um, but from an industry point of view, um, they, if they want to engage with, with the research centre, they come through the technology gateway. So I suppose I'm the, the, the point of contact, the, the main point of contact for industry into the research centre. They'll come to me, we'll discuss the type of project they're trying to do. Um, we'll try and match that project with an academic or other member of staff who's, uh, who has expertise in that area. Um, and then we'll work through things like funding. So, you know, can you get Enterprise Ireland funding or funding from a different source to try and support that work? Um, we'll do all the project management, we'll recruit the staff, we'll manage the finances, the contracts, um, along with the technology transfer office here in WIT. So very much my role is to facilitate uh, collaboration between industry and academia. And is there much of an ecosystem in that future health uh, thing in the, in the South East? Um, I think it's probably developing more, possibly on Francis's side. Um, you know, a lot of the companies we work with are uh, pharmaceutical companies based in manufacturing, um, but also have research and development bases in around the drug product manufacture and the drug product design and, and drug delivery and areas like that. I think in the future health, yeah. Francis, you probably in see future, a bit more well, of that. Even, even nowadays, there's a lot more um, traction around the virtual reality and augmented mm. reality technologies and how you can use them in the, the kind of the health sector in particular. So so companies are looking to uh, those kind of technologies and how you can use them for training, for education, for building awareness. Um, we're looking at virtual reality technologies a little more, more in the digital health kind of check area or check scan area where you, we can use the technologies to kind of assess a person and create a virtual digital kind of representation of that person in a virtual world. Um, so a lot of movement there and again even the body sensor network technologies are moving on a lot or you're aggregating them with other technologies like a combination of virtual reality and body sensor networks and how you can uh, maximise the use of the various different data sets there. Stephen, I see you nodding. A lot of stuff in common, it wouldn't immediately strike me as, as crossing over into agriculture, but that's probably a reflection on me. Yeah, so like uh, what we've found is that um, farmers are a lot more interested in engaging with technology. So like a few years ago, you would have said, you know, they're not going to bring a smartphone out onto the farm with them. But now they really do. And there's apps on the phones now that uh, they find really essential. Give me so, an idea of the kind of stuff you're talking about. Yeah, so for example, um, compliance even in, in the dairy uh, market is, is a huge it would have been a huge problem, but now there's, there's apps out there so that, you know, when, when, they're, when new calves are born or when they need to be administered um, medication, they can track that in their mobile apps and they can do it while they're out on the farm. And that saves them from lots of paperwork that they would have to do later. Um, but some of the issues that some of the farmers are coming with is that there's lots of this technology coming to the market with them, but they're not necessarily all integrated together. So they'd have five or six different apps on their phone. What they'd like is just you know one app that does does it all, um, and they're coming to the likes of TCG and asking you know how can you marry all these kind of technologies together, um, and we're we're using a lot, a lot of kind of body wearing sensors or you know even tags that would be wore by the cows themselves to count how many footsteps they're taking. Um, do they have lameness, for example, uh, and to be able to detect it early so they could be administered with antibi antibiotics. So to, to look at it like this, if, if I'm a farmer driving along my tractor listening to this and I'm going, I think I have an issue, I've searched the app store, for example, mm. and I can't find a solution, but I know there's an issue. Should a person like that be talking to you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and we'd really encourage and 
you know, farmers or even all businesses to come in and have a chat with TSSG and we'll always steer them in, in, in the right direction of what types of technologies are coming out on the market. Uh, and we're also interested in hearing about the new problems that they have, that they've come with, that they said, you know, God, if you really solve this problem for me, um, you'd, you'd make my life much easier. Um, what kind of problems are you talking about? I mean, I, I know you yeah. can't identify the problems that you haven't identified, unknown unknowns, yeah, so yeah. to speak. But what can, can you give us a, a sense of stuff that in the past would have been solved by that approach? Yeah, so, um, for example, we would have had, even during the summer here, we had um, uh, a farmer in, we ran a, an agri-sprint. An agri-sprint was essentially, I had my, my guys in the team here over five days to look at solutions to, to this farmer's problems. And one of the ones he raised would have been uh, how, how, how would he know about uh, the nitrate level in his grass? Uh, if it's too high, then the grass could, um, it could grow too fast. Or if it's too low, he might not have enough grass for his cows and then he would have to buy feed for the cows. So we came up with different um, ways that he could measure or be able to predict what would the nitrate levels be in his grass, you know, taking into account the weather for the next 10 days, uh, how much what's the drainage level in, in the grass uh, and something like that he said would be you know would transform his business if we were able to measure it, you know really really accurately and that's still a kind of a research problem for us but because of that event we were able to find out this is a really really interesting problem that needs to be solved for farmers and so the potential presumably that's one farmer he's mm. not the only guy having that issue um so presumably if that can be developed the commercial potential is huge yeah yeah absolutely yeah 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 and it's 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 always difficult for us in TCG to to look out and say god we could solve a million problems but we need to figure out which are the the problems that are going to have the most impact so you really need i suppose to talk about it in the academic way you need a hypothesis or a problem to mm. someone to pose you with an yeah. issue so that you can start to address it mm. uh francis i see you nodding at yeah, that yeah no it's, it's a similar i suppose across all the research sections we look at various different communities of practice and we bring in the end user it's a very end user i suppose driven mm. approach or user-centric approach that we have to a lot of the projects that we implement and develop so um, it's focus groups, communities of practice, bring in the people, see what the ideas are. And can you give us some are. examples of what you'd be talking about? Um, in, well, in the apart from the agri-sector, agri like as I said, we're, we're predominantly the healthcare sector that we focus on. Um, cancer care would be a, a big area and the, the kind of challenges or issues around that. So we have a, a dedicated research, I suppose, topic or team around cancer care and remote monitoring of uh, Patients, I suppose, outside of the hospital and when they're at home, um, post kind of their cancer care phase, um, so as to speak. So we, we, we look at their quality of life. We look to see how we can maybe enhance it, um, track, monitor their kind of their 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 mental health, uh, as well as I suppose um, their their physical conditions. And um, if if it's a fact that they're actually kind of deteriorating or they need some sort of support, let's just say, and um, we look at prop early interventions around that. Yeah, um, Niall, uh, the theme of the conference is disruptive innovation. Mm. Can you give us some kind of ideas in your area uh, how that applies yeah, so I think and the difference it makes? What we'll see, I think, in, into the future is more sophisticated medicines and medical devices. So to give an example of something that's, that's on the market at the moment, um, many of your listeners will probably be familiar with stents, which are you know, mesh, meshes used to, to, um, 
to clear blockages in, in arteries. Um, now we, we see stents are drug coated, so they have uh, two levels of technology there, the stent itself, the medical device, but now you have the drug on it as well. And what that does is it uh, prevents restenosis or, or re-blockage of, of the stent. Um, I think we'll see more of that. So, for example, um, this year Johnson & Johnson uh, released some clinical trial results on drug-eluting contact lenses. So this is for, for people who have, um, who have allergies and suffer from allergies. Um, they have an antihistamine drug in there, which basically reduces itching um, in, in the eye um, from the contact lens. So I think we'll see more of that, combinations of drug, uh, drug and device. Um, we'll also see maybe some tech built into medical devices as well. So just last week, we were at the um, Toys for Engineers uh, event here in the, in the WIT arena, and um, Teva showcased a, a smart inhaler where it, it recorded the usage of the inhaler uh, by the patient and also how well they, they took the inhaler as well so the airflow through the inhaler at the time so i think we'll see more of that and um, that data then becomes uploaded to the cloud it can be seen by the patient and by their physician then as well so i think we'll, we'll see integration of, of various different um types of technology into into medicines in the future and um, to make them smarter and to also monitor patient compliance and the effectiveness of the drug itself. So if we think back in medical history, the mm. heart transplant was unimaginable sure. uh, in relatively recent history. I'm sure yeah. the same was in stents. So yeah. you're at the edge of trying to put, uh, identify issues and then apply technology to see how you can address them. Yeah, so a lot of our research, for example, is in drug delivery technology, which is taking, sometimes taking an existing drug, um, which is delivered maybe three or four times a day. Uh, we do a lot of work at eye drops, for example, um, and, and drug delivery for the eye. Um, so they, you know, eye drops have to be put in three or four times per day. Um, you know, for, for, for an elderly person, perhaps um, that can be quite difficult. For anyone, that's, that's quite difficult. Um, we're looking at technologies where you put in the drop once per day, and then the, the drug is released uh, slowly over, over the course of the day. So much more convenient to the patient. Now that's not easy to do. Um, you know, the, the patient will still see the same bottle. Um, it'll still look like eye drops, but the technology inside that to actually have that control release is very. Well, it's difficult. once a day rather than four times it's, it's, a day. It is, it, but yeah. So the the, exper- the the patient experience will be different, all right. But the product will look pretty much the same. It'll, it'll, it'll look like a bottle of eye drops. Yeah. Um, but it it'll make a difference in terms of the effectiveness of the drug, um, because a lot of drugs, for example, when you put them into your in, in, into eye drops and into your eye, they get washed away within in the first uh, minute or two. So over ninety percent of the drug. Just so it's very granular drug. problems you're dealing with. Absolutely, I know. And we we talked. We you know we have uh, contacts and we have um, collaborators in uh, University Hospital Waterford and the Vision Centre in Kilkenny um, and and other physicians around the country as well and in, internationally as well. So again, just like like um, like Francis and and Stephen were saying, you know, we have to talk to the the people who are experiencing the problems. You know, it could be a pharmaceutical company, it could be a physician who has uh, an issue in terms of treating their patients and um, so we like hearing problems and you know sitting around a table and and with a, a whiteboard and and uh, start you know uh, uh, brainstorming ideas as to how we can how we can solve them and then really once we have the, the kernel of an idea then we go out to a funding agency and try to get funding to to try and um, bring bring it from a whiteboard into something um, you know a, a prototype which which we can trial out then. Uh, Stephen, what are the like? There's a session. This conference has, as I've mentioned already, four different sessions. Mm-hmm. Precision Agri is one key one. What yeah. are the big teams you're expecting to 
hear about on the day. Yeah, so what I guess what we'll be looking to communicate to the audience is that there is a, there's a lot going on in precision agriculture right now and that they, they need to tune in and they need to listen. Um, for companies that are in innovating in, in the agri-space, there's also uh, opportunities for them to hear about what kind of funding mechanisms are out there. Uh, so, for example, uh, the TSSG is coordinate, coordinating um, a large uh, European-funded research project called Demeter, and there's going to be a million euro made available to SMEs to partake in the Demeter project. Uh, so that's what's called cascade funding. And there's lots of mechanisms where uh, Irish businesses can partake in this cascade funding um, and, you know, just get in touch with TSSG and we can explain, you know, the different mechanisms that they can do to, to, to leverage So you're seeking contacts from a range of people, really, at a mm. range of different levels, either people who are in agribusiness who want to develop and yeah. help them, people who've got issues or problems or stuff they need addressing that you're prepared to help with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So like we'd see TCG as, as a kind of a technology facilitator. We come up with technology, but, you know, we might necessarily be coming up with the solutions for uh, the whole length of the value chain. We need to have other stakeholders involved as well. And that's everyone from government uh, agencies uh, right down to, you know, the, the manufacturers, the, the equipment vendors into farmers like the milking parlors. Um, and right down to the farmers themselves. Yeah, and and that what's the channel for your commoner garden farmer to get in touch? You mentioned the person during the summer uh, with the nitrogen and the grass. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like literally, is it pick up the phone if you've got yeah, an issue? Yeah, so so that that was you know that person contacted me directly, and actually how that came about was one of our researchers was looking to the looking for a, like a trial farm site where he was going to deploy his uh, smart tags, so the smart tags for cows. And uh, he was looking for farmers in in the area. Uh, this this uh, farmer came came in touch with me saying, like you know, if you have any kind of technologies you want to try out on farms, you know, count me in. He, he's mm. on board for it. so he was kind of you know technology savvy anyway. Um, but just getting in touch with with, uh, with me directly either via email or even calling into the Arc Labs here, um, we're always welcome to, to have a chat. Francis, we're talking about future health, we're talking about precision agri, you're nearly on the crossover. Very disruptive, uh, disruption is at the key of, of the businesses that you work with is. and the business <laughs> yeah, problems. I, I suppose with the, the kind of the various different ICT technologies, not, not just the agri sector, we look at how we can apply them across various different sectors. Um, there is a lot of future emerging technologies um, being looked into and uh, we have a dedicated group in here that focus on kind of the bio nano and the molecular communication side. TSSG has historically back to when we were founded I suppose telecommunications is a strong pillar let's just say up through all the years and um, so we look at the various different um, protocols, different uh, telecommunications aspects and how we can apply that to the cell level in the body, the, the communications at a molecular communications level from one cell to another. Again it, a, a use case around that would be uh, the cancer use case again and how you can look at the communications between the cell and detect if the, if it's if the, the communications is 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 i suppose um different or there's some changes and that's kind of a very 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 early indication that the cancer could be prevalent or, or emerging from, from this kind of a use case. So there's a lot of research gone into this area at the minute. Um, we have another group in here that look at kind of nano devices, um, 
uh, how you embed them in the body, nano networks, uh, the communication side again, and um, we, we apply these to different other use cases. Uh, glioblastoma is probably one of the worst brain tumours um, that, that a person can, can obtain and get. So we, we have a dedicated project called Gladiator around that, that looks at the communications between the cells with a view to, um, I suppose, limit, detect and, and potentially eliminate such a, such a tumour cancer case. Niall, you're the Enterprise Ireland Gateway Manager for the Pharmaceutical and Molecular Biotechnology Research Centre. Um, it's kind of mind-blowing, really, for the ordinary person like myself. The stuff, it's very cutting-edge. You really want people to engage with you. Absolutely, and you know, we, we spoke here about people coming to WIT with, with problems, and we're certainly interested in hearing um, different challenges that people have. But a lot of the time, we actually have companies coming to us that have developed a problem up to a point, and they need extra support. So for small companies that don't have... Uh, you know, millions of euro um, of, of infrastructure, of equipment, of laboratories um, that they, they may not have expertise in certain areas. So they would often come to us uh, f- to, to, help, to, to help them out. You know, so for example, within the Department of Science in WIT alone, we have, you know, we have chemists, biologists, you know, mathematicians, physicists, you know, there's engineers in the School of Engineering down the road. Um, it, it's really... It's really, uh, you know, there's, there's a huge amount of expertise that people can tap into. So if, you're, if you've got three or four people or, you know, you're a small company and, and you're struggling to, to get certain expertise, you can come to WIT and we'll help you. Um, you know, again, we can get funding uh, through Enterprise Ireland and, and other, other schemes and we can help you then develop that product and, and uh, provide um, expertise. And even just if you want to chat, you know, and, and just, you know. Uh, get some ideas or, or just talk to some people with, with expertise in certain areas then so uh, that conference amplitude is hmm. is, a, is a great starting point absolutely for that. Yeah. yeah so it's always great to, to, to meet people face to face and, and have, have discussions and amplitude is, is great like that because um, you know just all of the research centers and research units will have their own stand there and um, people come come along but i would say you know when amplitude is over we're very much open to people i think that's one thing we'd like to get across today is that we're very much open to people to come into wit have a tour around meet some people and um, you know there are people within each of the research centers who are paid specifically to work with industry and to work with people to, to develop projects so don't be afraid to to pick up the phone and make an appointment and come in and, and have a look around yeah i see you the rest of you nodding there mm-hmm. um if people are a bit reluctant, they don't have to, you know, when, sometimes to the lay person, when they hear a lot of this stuff, it's kind of going, oh, I wouldn't be intelligent enough to ask a question. It, that's a, a false perception in my view, is it? Absolutely, yeah. 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 We, we, we work with, you know, some of the projects we work with are, are very sophisticated. Some of them are fairly straightforward. So, you know, there's, um, yeah, we, we, we work with a wide range of companies and wide uh, range of problems as well. Like, so. Francis, what are you hoping to get out of Amplitude on the 6th of November? What are your key um, objectives for it? Key objects? Well, I suppose for, for, for TSSG and for, for my research unit, it's really a, a forum to showcase our, our research, to show what we do, to get the word out there, to show that we're willing to engage and we're very open, um, as you said, to a variety of different clients or, or people who have issues or challenges and who want to approach us. So um, it, it's kind of an open-door policy and... We're, we're, we're happy to engage. Stephen, yeah. last word to you. Yeah, I, th- I think, you know, the more the merrier that come, to come along to Amplitude. It's going to be, you know, if you haven't engaged in research before, if you'd like to hear about what's the cutting edge in smart energy, in smart agriculture, in, in future health, come along to Amplitude and, and meet the researchers face to face and hear about all the, the excellent work we're doing.
And that's where we left our conversation in the second episode of our special Bottom Line podcast on Amplitude 2019, the Conference on Disruptive Innovation being held in the Lyrath State Hotel in Kilkenny on November 6th next. You're listening to Niall O'Reilly, who's Enterprise Ireland Technology Gateway Manager for the PMBRC Research Centre in WIT, Stephen Davey, who's Research Unit Manager in TSSG, and Francis Cleary, the Unit Manager of the Mobile Ecosystem and Pervasive Sensing Unit uh, in TSSG. Next week, we're focusing on another of the key sessions at the Amplitude Conference, covering the exciting areas of design, engineering and manufacturing. Some interesting stuff coming up on that. If you're interested, you can get more information on Amplitude on the podcast, on the website even, amplitude.ie. We'll also include some useful web links in the show notes with this podcast. Thanks to all our guests and everyone who helped put this programme together. Thanks to Deirdre O'Gorman for TSSG, Deirdre Drummy who produced for KCLR, and to Martin Bridgman and John Keane for sound engineering and editing. I'm John Purcell, thanking you for listening and hoping you'll join me again soon. Until then, take care.